of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. Whoa, can we just pause there a second? Can you believe we're almost done with technically season one of our podcast? Almost a whole year of the podcast. We have a lot planned for season two, which is coming up here in a few weeks in June. So be sure to listen in as we have some guest interviews planned and maybe some video action. But first, if you're new around here, I'm Sarah, host and account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, also another account manager here at 21 Handshake. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. Purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things digital marketing, from content to SEO to social. We discuss all types of industry trends, tips, tricks, news. We hope to leave you with some thought-provoking content. It's not only for the seasoned marketers out there, but also for small business owners, entrepreneurs. We feel like marketing affects every business in all walks of life, so there's always something to be learned from each other. So before we dive into today's topic on keywords, let's give a quick news recap of what happened in social media last week, just in case you missed the latest and greatest. So Ashley, Facebook is at it again, but I guess this is an update that has been rumored for a while. Can you explain a little bit more? Yeah, so um, this was something that was officially announced at the recent F8 conference by Mark Zuckerberg himself. Um, But it's been a feature that I would say like users have been asking for ever since the like initial privacy scandal with Facebook Mm. Analytica. Um, And that's the clear history feature. So um, like basically this feature will allow users to delete their um, like information or activity that Facebook has collected. Oh, and then um, can use to target. Like, correct. So that would be things like like the cookies or right. your like search history. And yes, they do collect that like outside of your app. Right. In this article. Um, and yeah, so, so it's up to the user's discretion. The goal for this feature is to just provide more transparency in what they are collecting and allow you the option to delete it. Right, Um, I guess though, again, this could affect advertisers. Yes, and (laughs) so um, this, they recently are starting to, I think like prime advertisers, you know, like this is coming and we know you're concerned, um, but they're they're still being quite vague um, as Mm -hmm. advertisers ourselves. I know like I want more information. Yeah, Um, you know, the targeting capabilities has always been kind of a Facebook selling point. Right, and so so Facebook has come out and and addressed it and, you know, saying that um, it's important to understand that Facebook and, or, understand that advertising and protecting people's information are are not at odds. They claim that they can do both, but they have not quite announced hmm. how yeah. um, uh, on the advertiser side, right? So um, still a little vague, but it is coming out in the next um, couple months, they've oh, said. Wow. So um, we'll keep yeah. a tab on that for sure. Yeah. Because that would affect not only people that we know, clients, uh, it affects across the board. But I understand privacy is a huge uh, valued thing, at least in the public perception. Mm -hmm. So that might be something to keep in mind as well. So Alex, uh, YouTube also recently had a conference. It's like like the digital marketer conference season for like all the big (laughs) players right now, it seems. So I I was literally about to just say that as well. (laughs) What were some highlights from that? So they call it Brandcast. Um, Oh yeah, I've heard of that. 
Yeah, which I actually thought that YouTube could come up with a cooler name. Than yeah, that. right. <laughs> Sounds a little cheesy. Maybe uh, it's been one of those things that's been around for a while. Yeah. Don't so, change the name. <clears throat> they talk about quite a few different things, actually, but it, it, it's mostly like ad-based, um, and they're trying to, I think, also be a little bit more transparent to their um, to the advertising partners that they have, or mm. people you know who spend a lot of money on YouTube. I th I think the goal in the past, or, or the challenge that they've always tried to overcome in the purpose of this conference, is to um, en encourage new advertisers to move more to like the non-traditional mm -hmm. advertising way, um, and like show the value while still kind of connecting creators with advertisers. And totally, and. It makes sense that uh, you would want to be advertising with Facebook. They, they say that um, there is now, uh, YouTube now reaches more 14 to 48, sorry, 18 to 49 year olds in an average week than all cable TV networks combined. Ooh, that says something about yeah. where's cable going. There are That's over <laughs> a billion active users, active users of YouTube. Um, that's, a, wow. that's over a third of the active internet population. Um, this was their eighth event of this this year, um, but so. And I thought an interesting one was that now they really are a player with television because of a rating system. Correct. Um, they are introducing some like new official rating systems that they've developed with like third party like polling companies like Nielsen and some other ones that they, they talked about in here. I'm not going to talk about all of them because it's <laughs> it's a little complex. But right. They also that talked about. Uh, it's not it's not something that they just recently introduced, but they're continuing to develop Google Preferred, which is a way for um, your ads to show up on, it's like the top 5% of YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Well, what the Preferred means is that um, there will actually be um, uh, people dedicated to making sure that like the, the video, the, the video that your ad shows up on is, um, like matches your brand. And I've actually heard a little bit about that recently. Yeah, which is cool because, I, and, I, and I think the reason that this is happening is like sometimes brands' ads will show up on channels or something that they, that they don't, that aren't Their in, audience isn't. There. Exactly, or not in line with their brand standards mm -hmm. or their kind of ethics or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a way to like guarantee that your ads are showing up Places that make sense and are also like clean and match your brand standards, which I think makes them very competitive with Facebook. And I don't know yeah. that they were always doing that. Um, I consume a lot of YouTube content, so this is something that mm -hmm. I've noticed, like especially recently. Watch a lot of like DIYers, mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. Like they like will do yeah. like, mm -hmm. construction and things like that. Um, and I'm starting to notice that the ads on those videos are lows. They're uh. home improvement stores or. Um, like a brand for like wood stain or things yeah. like that that are way more relevant to the context of the video and I never really like noticed that before and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I was paying attention to brand cast but it does feel like the ads are becoming a lot more customized to the content which, which is awesome that huge. means their audiences yeah. are similar right so if I was watching say that same video in like a like a clothing brand commercial came right. on, like I may or may not be interested in Right, that. yeah, mm -hmm. that's not really relevant to the content mm -hmm. that you're consuming at that moment. And mm -hmm. I would say this is a huge win in parents' eyes as well, as you definitely want those ads because yes. the kids are just glued to YouTube mm -hmm. and you want those ads to, yeah, you can put on the filter to be safe, but sometimes it's, it's still not. Yeah. Um, so I would say like them just building this additional function into their ad platform to make sure that, um, you know. Yeah. 
if you're watching a kid show, it's kid related ad. Right, <laughs> right. I'd have to guess that this that Google preferred ad would probably be more expensive just because oh, they I'm have sure. more work on yeah. their yeah. to do because mm -hmm. they actually have more humans working on this. Right. It's supposed to be it, like a higher algorithm. level of entry, I would say. Right. right. I was going to say like it's putting it on like the top. YouTube five. channels. Yeah, as it's well. like they're calling it the top five percent as evaluated by their algorithms and like and, and brand reach and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but so, just a couple of other things real quick is um, they are continuing to um, they are continuing to develop uh, YouTube TV, which now already has they have um, over seventy broadcast and cable channels on there. So a lot of people cutting the cord, people going over to I YouTube TV. I personally mm -hmm. use it. It's only $45 a month. Oh, um, and you get basically all of the, the main channels. It's I, I really enjoy it in unlimited DVR. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Um, they're continuing to develop their um, music live streams. So they signed a two-year partnership deal with Lollapalooza to continue being the the, the live stream oh, partner for that. Awesome. Uh, they got 82 million views on that this year over the first weekend. It was wow. A, it was a two, or is it a three weekend event now? Two I weekend? No I think idea. it's at least two. Um, they're also continuing to develop YouTube Originals, um, which is essentially kind of like a premium, uh, like a, 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 a pay to you, a subscription model right. um, to content that is made specifically and only for YouTube mm -hmm. by very popular creators. Huge trend right now, Netflix, mm -hmm. Prime Video, yep. YouTube, hopefully YouTube will be a little more selective than Netflix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of shows that are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, any so, other no. updates? <laughs> That's it from there. All right, well last but not least, um, and this is a good segue into our topic today, Google held their well, actually, they held two conferences recently. Oh. They held their Google I.O. conference, which is mostly for developers. So it has to do with like new releases on Pixel phones and the hubs and all that stuff. The other one, more relevant to marketers, was their Google Marketing Live conference. A lot of that content really more applicable if you run Google Ads, because they are always making changes to better help advertisers, again, just kind of like YouTube, like help those advertisers invest a little more, give them more visibility. So um, I did find it interesting that they did release this data. They said Google searches for the word best, so say you're Google searching best restaurant in my area for Mexican food. They've increased 80% in the last two years. So. There you go, if you're writing content, that might be a little helpful tip to put best in there, title the content best, have a header tag best or something like that. Um, but they also had a lot of updates to the Google Ads, as I said, they are having more of a local focus, they made lots of app updates, which I guess was huge for them, that now you can basically run your whole campaign off your app, which is great if you're on vacation or something and you need to make a change. Um, they deep linking I thought was interesting they're gonna do a better job at that so if you have an app for your brand like your ad you know if someone clicks on it it will open up in the app on their phone so just another kind of layer of visibility and helpfulness that they're providing to, to consumers so so that again segues right into today's uh, topic which has a lot to do with Google and we are talking about keywords so obviously these affect marketers quite a bit, um, but I wonder in today's day and age with all these updates from Google, do they still work? Um, what are the new rules that you need to follow when using them? But first, if you have no clue what we're talking about, what is a keyword, Alex? 
<laughs> so from Yoast, who is obviously, well, maybe not obviously to everybody, but is a very well-known player in the SEO game. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, huge. Yes. If um, you have a WordPress site, you need Yoast. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, according to them, a keyword is a word that describes the content on your page or post best. It is the search term that you want to rank for with a certain page. So when people search for that keyword or phrase in Google or other search engines, they would find that they would find that page on your website. Yeah, so that's huge. You obviously want to aim for a certain a slant to an article you've written or for your whole website. But um, I think back in the day, and I don't know if people will remember this, but literally you could stuff a keyword into your website or post and you suddenly rank for that. So if you wanted to talk about um, redwood lumber or whatever, I don't even know if that's a thing, you could literally say on one page of your website, redwood lumber, redwood lumber. You know, like say that 15 million times really fast and you would rank for that page. But then the algorithms got smarter, Google got mm -hmm. smarter, and they said, ah, no, that, that can't happen anymore. Which makes it harder to rank these days, especially mm -hmm. when, check out this stat here. This is from Hosting Tribunal. They said, today there's over 1.6 billion websites, and then more than 5 million of those are blogs. 500, 500 million. 500 million, yeah, sorry. Even bigger number, 500 <laughs> yeah. million. And then from the blogs, over 2 million blogs are posted daily. Woo, talk about finding the needle in a haystack, you know, but I don't want to just give a bad picture here because you obviously right. still can get ranked. It's just a little harder and you've got to know all the new rules these mm -hmm. days. So Ashley, can you shed a little more light on some of those newer rules and kind of better ways to get ranked when you're trying to focus on a keyword? Yeah, so there's, when we're talking about ranking for SEO or search engine optimization, um, it's competitive. And that's why yeah. we talk a lot about um, having a strategy or being strategic because you have to be in order to be competitive. Oh yeah. Um, and that's why we're always like reading up on all the new news and algorithm updates and stuff because those are the things that matter and will either like help you increase or push you to the bottom. So Exactly. Um, and there's a few initiatives that they really hone in on these days, right? Yes. So to kick us off, I mean, really in relative to keywords. So keywords would describe what your business does, what your website is, um, who you are, who you service, right. um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you don't wanna be keyword stuffing like Sarah mentioned, but you do wanna have those keywords on the website. And that's because it's telling Google that you are um, like an authoritative voice or, right. or, or business um, in your industry. Right, um, like we're a marketing agency, but if we suddenly started writing about dog walking services, Google that would be would, like, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, we, we don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, um, clearly you don't either. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Google is you getting smarter and smarter by the day. Um, and so we have to think about it as as if you were talking to another person. It has to feel yeah. natural. You um, have to position yourself as someone who knows what they're talking about. Um, and you can do that by making sure um, you not only have the right keywords, but topic clusters is something that they're looking okay. for now as well. So um, using us as an example, we're a marketing agency, but more specifically, we're a digital marketing agency and we work with websites, social media, video, and more. And so those 
other key terms right. um, would help, would be like considered a topic cluster. So, right. So, unless you could put like marketing, like mm-hmm. say you have like a little wheel, so you put mm-hmm. marketing in the middle, mm-hmm. and then like the spokes going off of marketing would be those topics related to what you do. Right. Yep. And, and that shows authority. That shows um, that you are like an actual business who knows what they're talking about um, and, and could be like an expert in your field. Um, right. And they also give it context as well, right? Right. So we were talking earlier, I think before this, that um, you were using the example of red paint. Yeah. Um, someone can type in red paint, but Google wants to know what about it so that they can provide you the best results. Right. Um, so uh, if I'm typing in red paint, I'm, I'm looking to paint like my barn, we were saying. Okay, yeah. Um, which yeah. is very different from maybe like red, like automotive red paint. Right. right? Oh, so yeah. like, huge. Like car paint, very different from barn paint. Yeah. And Google wants to be able to provide you the, the most accurate results. So um, making sure that you're um, providing a lot of context. Uh, right. So whether maybe you own a painting business that paints barns or yes. whether you sell the paint, you yes. want to slant your uh, keywords mm-hmm. and words that you write on your website to provide Google with those answers of, you know, we provide paint for barns or we paint barns, especially red ones. We yes. have all the great shades. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. And so something else that the Google algorithm is moving more towards, and we've kind of mentioned this in the past, Mm -hmm. but it's becoming more real and more serious, um, is Google is trying to become more, um, how do I say this, like natural, right? Yeah. So when we type in something in a search engine, it generally poses a question and would be written as if I was asking Sarah in person that question. Um, and so Google is working really hard to, like, I, I wouldn't say they're working really hard. They're looking for websites that are, um, the content is written very, like, natural as and very conversational. Right. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's as if, like, two people were talking as opposed to very, like, Question, answer. <laughs> right, yeah. But even a question might be a good way to write. Like when you're talking with friends, like, yes. hey, what do you think the best restaurant, Ashley, is to eat in the area? Where have you ate lately? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very casual conversation. But then I might be typing that in Google as well. Mm-hmm. Best restaurants near me with five-star ratings. Yeah, yeah. So any of those things, which then, again, those ratings as well can be a ranking signal as well. Yes, they can. To kind of point back to... Google, okay, you're looking for the best of the best. Let's only return them mm-hmm. restaurants with five-star ratings. Mm-hmm. So that kind of moves us on to two other factors. And this all, you know, I say what you will about AI, but we've talked about that on a different um, podcast. But it's a huge player right now for Google. And they have two huge things that they use, and they both have to do with AI, which one is rank brain. And the other is called neural matching. So to kind of break those down, RankBrain is, again, artificial intelligence. And it is used by Google to help filter and process a large portion of search queries. So then it displays results that are relevant and reflective, again, of the searcher's intent. So RankBrain, searcher intent, they want to 
give you relevant results. So that's what RankBrain is doing as it scans in your search query, then scanning websites, and then it's displaying results. And so from that, we focus on, again, the keywords on user intent, like we just talked about the red barn, or you know, maybe the intent of the person searching was they're painting a doghouse or something. So your content should reflect that in whatever you know, business you're in. Next one is neural matching, and I'm fascinated by this, and probably just because I actually watched on the Google Marketing Live conference the guy who was there talking about it, and it was just like fascinating the way he explained that. So we'll definitely put that in the show notes and just check that out, kids. He was doing searches on stage, and it was just amazing like how he was putting things together. So neural matching is, again, AI-based system, and they began only using this in 2018, and it's primarily to understand how words are related to concepts. So basically think of a big like cinnamon, or cinnamon, cinnamon. I can't say that <laughs> word. Whoa, you guys help me out there. Cinnamon. There we go. I'm going to keep saying cinnamon. Just imagine a really big cinnamon. You're making me hungry for breakfast. Right, what are cinnamon rolls? All right, so they want to find words that are closely related to other words. So how it works, it says Google better relates words to searches. And the example they give most often to explain what neural matching is, is people might search, why does my TV look strange? But Google now understands, well, that is they're searching for the soap opera effect. And if you aren't sure what that is, I had to look it up too, so don't worry about it. The soap opera effect is not due with soap operas at all. <laughs> it's actually lingo, meaning a visual effect where um, like maybe. Oh, I know. Yeah, like it's like this fuzzy picture because maybe the broadcast wasn't filmed in the same high depth that your TV was filmed in. Mm -hmm. So when you say, why does my TV look strange? Suddenly Google puts out all these like synonyms. Mm -hmm. I said it correctly. Nice. And <laughs> it, uh, it says, oh, they want to know about the soap opera effect. That's what they really want to understand. Mm -hmm. So then they return those results for the person. So I often, I think of that as like the neural matching is like, um, have you seen those big like word clusters people like used to post back in the day yeah. where words are like on top of each other and they all have to do with like, say it's marketing, but then you got SEO on its side and uh -huh. you got social on top of that written a different way. And like, mm -hmm. so all of those are related to it, but they're not actually talking about maybe marketing, you know, they don't say marketing the word. So in a nutshell, both of those AI systems are helping Google better relate pages, so the pages on your website, to the larger picture concept of what the person is searching. And then neural matching helps Google better relate the words that you're typing in there to the searching. I know these are both really deep concepts, <laughs> yeah. but um, you know, again, it just goes back to understanding what the intent is and then what is the context of what you're putting on your website, how is that related to the mm -hmm. intent of the user. So that's a very layman's term of explaining that, but basically keep with the same topic of what your business does on your website. Don't veer off that into weird topics that aren't related to your thing, unless maybe you have some type of personal blog and you just like are talking random topics all the time and it's just for your family. Totally different point there, nothing yeah. to do with business. <laughs> so whew, that is, all these new keyword, 
how you should relate to them, how you should write for them. So they are alive and well. Keywords are still a thing. And I would say if people are like, keywords are dead, just go and look at Google Ads. That's how you set up a campaign. You look at keywords. (laughs) They're not going anywhere. Right. So we want to know how you use this information to help you write better keyword-focused blog posts. Please drop us a line on uh, social media at 21Handshake. We would love to know. And so to kind of wrap this up, Alex, Ashley, do you have any advice if you had to give one piece of advice on keywords, what would you leave us with? I think it's just like, keep it honest. Mm -hmm. Don't, there's no, while Google is obviously trying to make the search experience better for users, I would would have to imagine that at the same time, a high priority for them is, is, lowering your ability to kind of like game the system and that was show just up. That. Yeah, so like keep it honest and then Google will reward you for that. Yeah. Exactly. Follow the rules yeah. and they like yeah. it. <laughs> I agree with Alex. I think using keywords doesn't have to be complicated. Just I mean just be honest about what you do and um, keep it relevant. Any advice I would have is to just like make sure you're staying on top of the new updates. Yeah. Um, if you and, and and putting a little bit of work into it. So I know it's so easy to just like build a website and kind of like leave it there. But make yeah. sure you're going in into like the small parts of the website yeah. and putting in the right keywords. Optimize your website. Um, for yeah. Google, and um, you should be in a good spot. So Right, which might lead to a whole other episode on oh, yeah. how to go through and optimize your website. <laughs> so, again, we'd love to know how you're using keywords, how they're affecting your website, your traffic. Connect with us at 21 Handshake on social media and let us know. And finally, did you love this episode? Yes, you did. You love us. So please like and review us on your favorite podcast listening app and then share it with a friend.